Good morning, and thanks so much for tuning in today. We hope your day is off to a fantastic start. We appreciate that you're joining us for Profiles in Business because this is our opportunity to talk business and highlight what's happening in our community. And speaking of what's happening, we are incredibly excited that we are celebrating the best Southern Arizona small businesses and nonprofits at our upcoming Copper Cactus Awards presented by Wells Fargo. And we are doing it in person, Zoom formal wear at Casino del Sol on October 1st. So we are really excited to be able to join our speaker today. Our guest is Wendy Erica Worden, the manager of community investments for Tucson Electric Power. But before we get to Wendy Erica, we want to thank some of our show sponsors. They are Biz Tucson Magazine, BFL Construction, BBVA Compass, and Blue Cross Blue Shield of Arizona. These sponsors are members of the Tucson Metro Chamber because they support the work we do for workforce development and talent attraction on legislative issues and more that positively affect not only Tucson businesses, but our community as a whole. After all, our mission is to champion an environment where your business thrives and our community prospers. When we work together, we create change for the better through collective impact. Wendy, Erica, there is no better transition than that right there. TEP, I would certainly say, is an absolute community partner, investing in so many ways to make sure that our community thrives just like with our Copper Cactus Awards. Good morning. Good morning, Amber. Thank you so much for having us. And what an exciting time to think about the Copper Cactus being back to its glory of being an in-person event and us all have an opportunity to, to get together and see each other and connect again on, on such an important uh, an evening, an evening to really honor the, the best organizations in Southern Arizona. Um, it, it just, it's such a long established history and just the prestige that comes with the Copper Cactus Award. So we are, we continue to be honored to support the social impact category. And we're really, really excited to be able to put on our copper best and show up in person this year. So why don't we talk about that category in itself, social impact. You know, what I first want to hear about is the social impact TEP has done for our community, because I know that you guys are such great partners. Can you talk a little bit about your work through, you know, this horrific pandemic? Sure. Well, you know, when, when things started to really to us at how challenging these times were going to be. Uh, first and foremost, TEP always embraces a safety culture. So our first and foremost was to uh, you know, uh, protect the safety of our employees, especially our frontline workers, who are the ones who are out in the field and our customer service reps and those who were um, you know, trying to make sure that everyone had all of the electrons flowing because um, you know, Zoom calls don't work without electricity and you know, kids can't be in school on their laptop computers without electricity. Uh, so we knew what a vital resource is. Hospitals can't do their vital job without electricity. So first and foremost, we worked with our, our employees to make sure that they were safe and secure and could do their jobs either remotely um, or show up. 
and be able to get out in the field and do those as well. All of our uh, customer service representatives trans, uh, transferred to working from home and have been working from home and continue to work from home. I'm also very proud to say we have our local call center is here in Tucson. When you call someone about a business service or about uh, something issue with your with with your uh, Tucson Electric Power account, you're calling someone who's right here in Southern Arizona, right down at Irvington and, and Alvernon. So we're always proud of that. So, um, you know, first and foremost was making that happen. And then secondarily was what was going on in the community at that time? How do we help support our, uh, you know, transportation systems and our hospitals and our uh, workers who are trying to work in grocery stores and make sure that the food supply is out there and going. So we worked quite a bit with um, with Community Foundation of Southern Arizona to make sure and look at what opportunities were available for us uh, to help uh, those in the in the most need to make sure that those systems could remain resilient but also how people were being impacted with having to work from home and not have childcare. People who were struggling and really, how do we keep our kids in school, you know, in school and figure out how to set up Zoom classes when they're themselves trying to struggle with Zoom or how to do their jobs remotely as well. So we worked very closely with Community Foundation of Southern Arizona and actually um, put together um, a, a million dollars that we put into that fund so that uh, nonprofits could tap that, whether it be um, if they needed uh, PPE personal protection equipment, whether they needed sanitation um, to, be, to be able to um, be able to perform their work skills. So really, uh, we put about a million dollars back out into the community through various nonprofits. Um, mental health, another huge big issue um, so that uh, as people are kind of struggling with these issues would have some of those resources, resources around domestic violence, um, just food, people that had lost their jobs, just being able to work with a community food bank and make sure that we had people um, who both, you know, both uh, uh, adults in a family both lost their jobs. Okay, how are they going to get food on the table? So we were very active in working with some of our community partners to make sure we had some sustainability and make sure our community was what was ready to weather the pandemic. So for Copper Cactus Awards, it really is highlighting that social impact of our community. And it's really through those nonprofits, like you mentioned, who were also on those front lines so much during COVID-19. So tell us about that category and what it means to TEP and how and why you guys are involved in it. Well, you know, we look at all the, you know, we've got so many other great categories. You've got best place to work. You've got business growth. You've got some of these other really, really great categories. And I think sometimes what, what maybe folks forget here in Southern Arizona is we have such a large nonprofit component to the, the, that are really small businesses. They may not be running to have a profit, um, but they're out there performing a vital function just like a painting company might be or so another, uh, you know, a, a small business manufacturer. They're out there providing a vital service. So we really felt that the social impact category was a way for us to kind of 
give nonprofits the credibility that they reserve that they deserve uh, because they are they are providing that vital service whether they're helping kids after school through organizations like the Boys and Girls Club uh, there are so many of these nonprofits and and past winners in this category and it's really a way for them to look at how they want to be seen by their peers, by both their nonprofit peers, but also other, other business peers in the community. So we've always felt that the social impact category was a way to elevate nonprofits so they can stand shoulder to, to shoulder with the for-profit business community. Something that I heard recently for the state of Arizona, our nonprofit community is one of our absolute top employers as well. That's true. And actually, um, they did a study not too long ago, the um, Alliance for Arizona Nonprofits, and they actually said that uh, the culmination of the um, kind of uh, employment sector of nonprofits is all was at the time almost equal to the construction segment of our community. So when you think of all of our home builders and our drywall suppliers and our plumbers and all of those folks and the jobs that they create, the nonprofit community is very similar in that way. And when you think about it, not only do they have the, the employees that they, uh, that they provide those jobs for, but you think about all the services that they need. You know, they also need copy paper. They also need legal representation. They also need all the support that a regular business would need. Um, so they really are just a huge economic driver, especially in Southern Arizona, because we have so many of them here. We have a lot of awards in our community. How do you think the Copper Cactus Awards compares to those others and why is it so important? You know, Amber, I've got to honestly say, I think it's the credibility that comes from, you know, Tucson Metro Chamber being behind the awards. Um, uh, so I've walked into many nonprofits and seen that beautiful bronze cap copper cactus statue from previous recipients. And it means something to them. They really are proud of that, 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 that they have um, uh, risen to that level. And I, I think that what makes it different is that, um, you know, because it comes from, um, from the business perspective, that it really kind of uh, gives the nonprofit um, the uh, the kind of standing that shows that you know they've they've made that they have the financial backing. When you look at how actually the social impact um, the 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 criteria for winning the award. They have to show how they are. We tried to take uh, parts of each one of the other awards. Like, are they a good place to work? What type of innovations are they implementing? This year, we actually added uh, two new kind of qualifiers in with our with our criteria, which was um, some of the social justice work um, that is is um, you know been a focus of, of many organizations. Is did they do they have a, a kind of a social justice uh, component or or uh, equity diversity equity and inclusion? And then we also asked them what they did to. Um, to evolve during the pandemic. So I have to say, I am very excited to um, review all of the submissions that we will get this year to learn how these nonprofit organizations have faced those challenges. It's pretty exceptional. This year we had 
over 250 nominations. And to think that we will only be recognizing about 25. So it's really the the top, the best of the best, the top 10% of those nominees will receive that two foot practically locally sourced copper <laughs> locally made at Cade Industries trophy and it is people are I think surprised by the weight of that trophy yeah we I, I know in years past at the at the ceremonies it's always been fun it's like you've always got to give it to somebody who's sturdy enough to be able to pick it up and carry it off the stage but I think as you mentioned I mean that's what that's why people put it on display in their place of business or their nonprofit is that they really have have uh, been very thoroughly vetted, and and again about this particular year and the number of people and the number of nominations, uh, you know, I really think that it, it, it surrounds itself around what what organizations did this year. And when you're looking at, you know, we're going to be looking retroactively of what did these organizations do during a pandemic. So I, it's really going to be interesting to see the finalists this year. And, and the different things that they have been doing to, to respond to the needs in the community, either from a business perspective or a nonprofit perspective, um, but how they were able to, and it's the, it's the word of 2020, right? Pivot, how they were able to pivot um, their businesses to either remain open or, uh, you know, just chatting with, with another colleague about how, you know, the silver lining, if there could be one from a pandemic is, it gave people the opportunity to, to think about things that they always wanted to try to do either with their business or with their nonprofit. And they always said, oh, we can't ever do that. And think about it. People would say, oh, we can't ever have our whole workforce work remotely. Well, what have we just been doing for the last year and a half? Um, we, we found ways to continue to serve our community, whether it be on the nonprofit or business side, um, in ways that no one thought possible. So I think as the judges are going through this year and really looking at the, at the nominees, that's the critical eye that they'll really bring to that judging process is, you know, this, these are going to be nominations like we've never seen before. And I think we're really going to learn some best practices that might be really great things for other businesses to, to follow in the future. I absolutely agree. And that really speaks to Next Trio last year, best remote worker or something along those lines. Right. That are really showing exactly how we had to innovate through this global crisis. And I can't even believe it's been a year and a half, but it has. Right. Well, and too, you know, looking at this as well, you know, the new category this year, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion, just as we were mentioning earlier, you know, I think that there is kind of a new lens that uh, organizations um, are looking at how they embrace, how they work within the community, how they relate to their employees. I mean, that category is an incredibly important category. Um, But, you know, even the, you know, Pima Community College, you know, employee development, how did people develop their employees? during a pandemic year? Um, You know, how did people, you know, remotely onboard so many people into their workforce and still have a best place to work category? So I think there are so many really wonderful opportunities for us to kind of learn best practices uh, during this year so that um, the next time our community is facing a crisis, uh, we can come back to some of these award winners and say, 
hey, how did how did you face this during the the previous challenges that we've had, and how can we learn from those? You know, that's a really good point because it does speak to best practices and being an inspiration and resource for fellow small businesses trying to also emulate best in class. You know, for sure. When you, and you also look at that, you know, you've got like the growth category, you know, business growth that Cox Communications supports. You know, there were some segments of our, of our uh, you know, organizations that grew exponentially um, because of the goods and services and the things that they were able to um, provide, whether it be, you know, a local call center or a local transportation company. Um, all of those had to kind of step up and I'm sure they had absolutely tremendous growth um, during during this time. And again, you know, another category, small business leader of the year, you know, look at, I'm, I'm really excited to find out the, the finalists for that particular category, because I think that will be first and foremost. And it's one of the things that I know the chamber is, is all about, which is how do we celebrate our leaders, our small business leaders, um, and, and make sure that, that, um, that they get recognized for, uh, taking their companies through, you know, probably one of the most difficult times that they ever could. Absolutely. And for any of our listeners that perhaps run a nonprofit and they're thinking, holy cow, I didn't even know this award existed. They can go on our website. And even though we did receive over 250 nominations, even if you weren't nominated, absolutely Fill out an application and tell us about your work by August 5th. And you certainly would still be considered embedded uh, uh, amongst all of our judges as well. And, you know, Amber, I think that's another really interesting thing uh, to, to really talk about the credibility of this award is that I, I, every judge meeting that I've taken place in, in the last five years that I've been involved with the Copper Cactus um, and the awards is that the judges that are chosen really take this seriously. And they, we really try to like, when we looked at who we wanted to, to um, review the social impact category awards, we wanted it to be people who reflected the community, really knew um, nonprofits inside and out, um, could be completely impartial. Uh, I think it's the, one of the toughest things as a judge is a lot of times when I'm looking at these categories and I see the nominations and I, I, I look at this, is what they've put down for what they'd like to be reviewed for. I think the judges really take this as a personal commitment to give back to the community because they are the experts in each one of these categories. Um, you know, you've got, you know, Copper Point with a small business leader of the year. They're business leaders. They know what they're talking about. Um, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield, best place to work. They know what best place to work practices are all about. So I think the judges, when they're looking at who they've selected to review these categories, um, they really do a good job and they take it personally and they want that credibility. Yeah, it's a good point and a reminder that this is not the chamber staff reviewing these nominations. And I think that that's what goes with the integrity is, as you said, you have experts within their own field and within that industry reviewing applications and they are judging independently as well. And then all of those scores do come together and we do have a dedicated staff member that reviews it, but the whole rest of our team is just as surprised as anyone else when those winners are announced. 
And I think that's the fun part about it too, is all the finalists from, like you said, 250, more than 250 nominations to be compiled down into the finalists. To be a finalist really says something about the company itself to have risen to that level to be a finalist is a huge accomplishment. But then to make it that next step and to actually be the recipient of a Copper Cactus Award, I think that's really where um, it comes in. When, th when that name is announced of that organization and you hear the, the just screams from the audience of excitement with people who are like, wow, we rose to the top to get a Copper Cactus Award. It is so sincere and so, uh, so prestigious that it really does make it just such a fun, not only event to, uh, to be at, but to, to be a nominee and to be there and uh, be recognized by your peers. So, Wendy, Erica, you have now been to several of these events. What are some of your most memorable moments? You know, I will say, you know, the thing that's always fun for me is, like I said, when the, when those names are announced and you, you just see the excitement and you know the hard work that's been put in and those recipients are walking up on stage and they're high-fiving each other and they're, you know, they're in front on the spotlight on the stage with a thousand people in the, you know, out there watching them. And, and now, if especially with the Zoom component, you know, just really an unlimited audience. I think to me, it's really the... Um, when people go up and make remarks about accepting the award, it's really when they they talk about the teamwork that has gone in um, almost to a person. Uh, the recipients talk about how uh, how appreciative they are about their coworkers, um, how appreciative they are about people who help them along the way, their mentors, and really just what a kind and incredibly supportive community Southern Arizona is. And I think that's what I really appreciate about the, you know, the Tucson Metro Chamber is you have many, many members who may be competitors um, in the same category. You may have multiple people that are all provide maybe a similar or same product, but they really also collaborate and support one another too. And I think that's a very, very important point is that, you know, that my, one of my favorite parts about the award is even the people who aren't selected as the recipient, I see them going up afterwards and congratulating the person who got the award and saying, man, you guys, you, you nailed it. You got, you know, you deserve that award. And I think that's, that's apparent to everybody who watches the nomination videos. And uh, it's, it's what I love most about our community is, is we can be competitive, but we're kind of coopetition, right? We can cooperate and we can support each other and we can also, uh, and be really, really good friends. Absolutely. So before we end Profiles in Business, do you have any final comments about our Wells Fargo presented Copper Cactus Awards and the TEP Charitable Social Impact Award? I would just encourage, uh, as you mentioned, Amber, you know, August 5th is the deadline. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, please get a nomination in by then. Uh, you know, it, 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 it does take a little bit of time to fill out those nominations because it's a significant award, but, um, you know, you can get it done. Uh, you know, whether it be the social impact category or one of the other categories, this is a great opportunity uh, to get the recognition that you deserve. And I want to make sure that our listeners know that if they know more about our community, those small businesses that are on their street corners and those nonprofits that are providing the services, they can buy tickets. 
you know, we welcome them to join us at Casino del Sol on October 1st. They can go on our website and buy tickets before September 8th. They are going to be discounted at $99 and they'll go up a little bit, but that's dinner and cocktails and great entertainment as well. And so I want to make sure our listeners know that they are part of the community and they are also welcome to attend the Copper Cactus Awards. I think that's a great point. And, uh, you know, especially if you think you didn't subscribe this year to maybe make a nomination, maybe just come this year and check it out. See, you know, see what all of the, you know, the kind of the, the uh, uh, special attention that's given to, to the nominees and to the recipients and to, to just check out the Copper Cactus. It is, it is really unlike any other event in Southern Arizona. Thank you so much, Wendy Erica Worden from TEP. And it's just about time to wrap up today's show. Thank you again for listening. And for anyone that wants to learn more about the Chamber, about the Copper Cactus Awards or anything else, they can check us out at TucsonChamber.org. But of course, we also want to remind you to keep Tucson cooking. Vantage West Credit Union and the Chamber partner to launch an initiative to encourage Tucsonans to pay it forward to the community by dining local, shopping local, and spending local. Check out our 60-second video featuring several of our local Tucson favorites and a touching campaign at keeptucsoncooking.com. I'm Amber Smith with Profiles in Business. Thank you so much for joining us this Sunday morning.